Welcome to Empyrean, a podcast where we talk about heavenly and kingdom realities. If you are blessed by this episode and you want to further connect, you can follow me on Facebook, Darnell Craig, Periscope, Darnell Craig. If you're interested in a further spiritual education, be sure to sign up for my school or academia every Sunday night, 7 p.m. Central Time. For more details, go to my website, www.darnellcraig.com. Click on the tab or academia or inbox me on Facebook Messenger. Enjoy this episode, and I pray that it changes your life. I want to welcome you to Empyrean, a podcast where we discuss heavenly and kingdom realities. Um, I'm the speaker, Darnell Craig, and today on Empyrean, we're going to talk about trusting in the Lord. Trusting in the Lord is something that's very, very essential to our maturation and to sons of God. And trusting in the Lord is not situational. Trusting in the Lord is actually a lifestyle. So on the, this podcast today, I'm going to you're going to leave with an understanding of what trusting in the Lord is, how it functions, and how essential it is for you to reach your full potential as a child of God. So we're going to start by going to Jeremiah chapter 17. We're going to start this episode by going to the book of Jeremiah chapter 17. We're going to go to verse 5. It says, Thus saith the Lord, Curse be the man that trusts the man. And makes flesh his arm and whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness and a salt land and not inhabit it. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaves shall be green. And shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. You know, one of the things that we can gauge from from this particular passage is that trusting in the Lord has a direct correlation with the quality of your life. You know, we could we could say that trusting in the Lord determines your relationship with God. And also, it determines your experience of God in this realm. Um, In Jeremiah 17, we see the experiences of two different people. Um, We see the experience of a person who trusts in man and who trusts in his own ability. And, you know, there's a lot of times in in life and our relationship with God, uh, we have a tendency to think that we could do it better. We have a tendency to to believe in what others can do for us rather than what the hand of God can do. But one of the things we have to be aware, if we're really going to mature into sons of God, and if we're going to really be worth our salt and have the impact that the Father has ordained for us to have in this world, one of the things you must come to realize in your walk with God is that God is your only source. And I want you to repeat that with me. I want you to say, God is my only source. God is not the second source. God is not the um, tertiary source. But God is my only source. He's not even a primary source. God is the only source. The scripture tells us that promotion does not come from the east or the west, but promotion comes from above. Because once I begin to realize that God is my source, I no longer attribute my success to my connections. 
I no longer attribute my success to my education. I no longer attribute my success to my skills and, and, and my abilities. But I can say the words that Paul said. Paul said this way. He said, I am what I am by the grace of God. You know, the scriptures tell us something very um, interesting. It says that no flesh can boast in the presence of God. And this is something that we have to realize, because if you're going to learn how to trust in the Lord, you must realize that you're going to have to master master humility. Humility. Um, there is a false humility. And there is a, a genuine humility. The false humility is a humility where you don't acknowledge your greatness. You don't acknowledge your skills. You don't acknowledge your, your abilities. And you actually lessen yourself to make God look better. But I want you to understand that your relationship with God is a, a relationship of interdependence. Um, you're not in you're not independent, but you're interdependent, which means that you have a role to play. And God has a role to play. So when those two roles come together, there's manifestation. Without you, there's no manifestation. Without God, there's no manifestation. So you have to be aware that you have an interdependent relationship with God. Jesus said it this way. He said, I am the vine and you're the branches. Because the only ability that God needs is availability. And the old adage is, if you are available god will make you capable right a lot of times people feel as if they're not capable but the old adage says if you are available god will make you capable because the only ability god needs is availability so um when we talk about trusting in the lord trusting in the lord is is being humble and genuine humility is a learned helplessness without god which means that when you're humble you begin to realize that without him, I can do nothing. And I want to say something that may it may sound, you know, um, it may sound crazy, but I want you to be aware. If you don't know that you can do nothing without God, I want you to be aware that there are lessons awaiting you to teach you this truth. <laughs> because the Bible says that God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble people are those who realize I can do nothing without God and I need God's help in everything. A humble person trusts God for protection as they drive. A humble person trusts God for clientele for their new business. A humble person trusts the Lord to help their marriage um, flourish. A humble person trusts the Lord that if they train up a child in the way they should go, when they're old, they won't depart from it. When you're humble, you realize that the grace of God is what caused you to flourish. And the grace of God is what you need to function in this world. You know, and, and in our age, you know, we hear a lot about grace. But what is grace? You know, grace is power. You know, grace is the, the, the empowering presence of God that enables you to do what you can't do without God. So grace is enabling power. So, for example, if you are a business owner, if you are an entrepreneur, you need grace in your business to function. You can't afford to only rely on your education. You can't afford to only rely on your, your clientele. You can't afford to only rely on your connections. But you need the grace of God because the grace of God is what will thrust you into areas that you can't get into by yourself. But grace is released by being humble.
Because once again, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So the proud are those who don't realize their need of God. And for the proud, the Bible says that the proud will be brought low. You know, when you're prideful, pride comes before a fall. People have to fall to realize they need God. Whatever area I don't realize I need God, I'm ordained for a fall. But once I fall, I realize that God will lift me up. He'll keep me up. The grace of God is what keeps me from falling. I, I can't avoid a fall on my own. But through humility, I, I, I qualify to receive grace. And through acknowledging God, I qualify to receive grace. You know, um, th there is a prerequisite to direction. Right. The Bible says trust in the Lord with all your heart. That word trust means to rely in, to confide in, to make God your refuge, to make God your dwelling place. So when you make a decision of trust, it means that you you realize this. OK, when, when I when I say I trust God, it means that, number one, I see God as my source. Number two, I make a choice to function inside of God. And number three, I rely fully on God's ability. And number four, through my reliance on God's ability, I qualify to receive his grace. This is a heartfelt decision to trust in the Lord. Now, when we get into Jeremiah chapter 17, we see the experience of two kind of people. We see a man who who trusts in man. And, and this is this is the 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 flaw that many believers make. We make a tendency to trust more in what people can do than what God can do. Am I saying that you don't need people? Absolutely not. Am I saying that people are non-essential to acceleration or favor or um, growth? Absolutely not. But you have to see people as merely channels. People are temporary instruments that God uses to bless you. You know, one of the things I grew up um, learning when I was young, I was taught that what makes God God is that he is unlimited in his resources. If God can run out, he's not God. The, what makes God God, he is unlimited in ways to bless you. So if I limit the blessing of God to my mother, if I limit the blessing of God to my father, if I limit the blessing of God to my brother, my sister, my friends, my cousins, my associates, my client list, then what begins to happen is I no longer make God my source, but I make the channels my source. But God can make even your enemies bless you. You know, God can make people who don't like you bless you. You know, the, the ironic thing about the story with Elijah at the brook Cherith is the Bible says that God commanded ravens to feed him bread and meat in the morning and in the evening. Now, we know um, and, and we know in terms of uh, um, I believe it's ecology or nature, we, we learned that ravens are so um, selfish that a raven will take the meat or the, the food away from his own child to eat. So imagine um, Elohim, imagine Yahweh, the creator of the ends of the earth. Imagine him summoning the most selfish bird and the entire ecosystem to be your source. And when you look at it, you know, one of the things you have to realize when it comes to trusting in the Lord, you know, blessing tends to come from the most unlikely place. <laughs> and a lot of times people can be under a mandate to help you and not even know it. The scripture says that when 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 the when when the drought happened, the Bible says that the brook at Cherith began to dry up. And the scriptures say that the Lord spoke to Elijah and he said, look, go to Zarephath, for I've commanded a widow woman there to feed you. 
Now we see the story. Elijah is walking into um, Zarephath and when he's walking there. He sees a widow woman. Now, when he sees this widow woman, he sees her gathering, you know, sticks to, to make a fire. And he sees her with the oil and he says, hey, he said, can you make a cruise of oil? I mean, can you make a bread for me and bring me some water? And she said, sir, I can I can bring you some water. She said, but I only have enough um, bread for me and my son and i'm going to bake this and we're going to die she was ready to start after this meal but elisha functioning from another dimension he says thus saith the lord surely the cruise of oil shall not run out until the day that i send um rain upon the earth so because of her connection with elijah supernatural provision was made but i want you to be aware of something this woman did not know she was under a mandate <laughs> and this woman did not know that she was chosen for favor and we talk about trusting in the lord when you elevate your consciousness to depending on god when you elevate your conscious your consciousness to making god your source everything changes because you begin to receive blessing from the most unlikely sources you begin to receive blessing from those who don't seem to qualify can you imagine a woman who was impoverished herself becoming your uh, becoming a channel of plenty so when we trust in the lord we make a decision to make god the source of our life we make a decision to trust in his ability to provide and you know the, the powerful thing about trusting the lord jesus said he said in order to enter the kingdom you must be converted until being like a little child and then, you know, when Jesus was around a lot of children, he 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 saw this as as college um college class. He saw this as a as a time of, of education. And he looked at the disciples and he said, Look, such are the kingdom of heaven. So, you know, what is so intriguing or what is so critical about children? You know, one thing about children is children are in a position where they're completely dependent upon their parents. If you don't cook for a child, they starve. If you don't dress a child, they're naked. If you don't protect a child, they're defenseless. And when you become a, a child of God, you must see God as your father. And if God is your father, it means that you're no longer responsible for yourself. God is responsible for you. Now, listen, take this with a grain of salt. You know, don't jump off the deep end. And what I mean by that is this. In your relationship with God, he's your father. I'm not saying act like a child and dealing with, with other human beings, but I'm saying in your relationship with God, you have to be completely dependent upon him if you want to experience the ho the highest quality of life possible. And in that passage, we see that there's a man who, 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 who who's going to deal with God as an adult. You know, and, you know, even in society, we hear people say I'm grown. A lot of times we hear people say that I'm grown. That, that's a that's a <laughs> that is a, a, a sign of pride most of the times. But in your dealings with God, you're never grown. You're always a child. There will never be a time where you don't need God. Never. And um, there will never be a time you don't need God because God is always your source. Now, I do want to say this, you know, one of the erroneous doctrines in church is that you need a word from God or a leading from God to do anything. And although this may sound like a joke, there are certain people who literally need God to tell them what pancakes are to put on their pancakes. But I want you to be aware that in your relationship with God, what God does, God trains you into maturity. And just like any good father, he 
invest or deposits wisdom into your soul. And as a child of Yahweh, as a child of Elohim, you have the ability to make decisions based on wisdom. Now, there are certain decisions that are very critical. And when you have to make critical decisions and your relationship with the Lord, you acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path. But I want you to be aware that a lot of times, you know, for example, let's use a natural example. If I'm in my car, there will be no signs until I begin to drive. Right. But when I begin to drive, when I come to the end of the walkway, I see a stop sign and this stop sign is a sign to stop. And then when I go down the hill, I see another stop sign and this sign is a sign to stop. And then when I make a right, I come to a, a, a traffic light and I have three signs on the traffic light. I have the sign of, of, of yellow. I, have the, I mean, red. I have the sign of yellow and I have the sign of green. There are three different signs. The red sign tells me to stop. The yellow sign tells me caution, slow down. You know, the, the, um, the red says, you know, completely a green says go. Now, in your relationship with God, you constantly live on green. Where do I get this from? The Bible says in Christ, all the promises of God are yes and amen. You're in Christ, which means you always have a yes and you always have I agree with you. But there are times where you're about to make a critical decision where that light will change from green to, to yellow. And yellow just means that the season or the time is not yet. It means slow down. It means be aware. It means be cautious. It means be sober, be vigilant. Uh, and then there's times where you get an absolute no. But you live in a green in Christ because you're in Christ. And why am I saying this? Because there are people who are looking for a house. And you're in prayer asking the Lord, what's the best house for you? But because you're in a partnership and not a dictatorship, the Lord has given you certain liberty to choose where you want to live. Now, of course, you can be prayerful. You know, you can be prayerful. Um, you can acknowledge the Lord in all your ways and he'll direct your path. But ultimately, the choice is up to you. You know, the choice of you, because I want to say something that's very unpopular. But I want to say I remember this prophet who was talking about in the 80s. Everyone was fasting and everyone was fasting to find out who they were going to marry. So we grew, they grew up in a culture where if you didn't get a word from God, you should marry the person. So, you know, and that, that's one of the failures of the previous generation. Um, there are a lot of people who never did what God created for them to do because they didn't get a word. Or they never did what God created them to do because they, yeah, they didn't get a prophetic word or something dramatic. You know, they were looking for the lightning, the thunder, the earthquake, the fire, instead of that still small leading, instead of the, the, the conscience. Because 99% of your direction will come from your intuition, your conscience. You have to learn how to tap into the voiceless voice of God. God has a voice with no words. You have to learn how to be led by the Spirit. The Spirit of God is your internal compass that leads you into still pastures, that leads you into the steel waters and the green pastures and there's a lot of decisions that you know we already have the answer to because your answers are inside of you as a matter of fact the father has shifted you into eternity because the bible says god hid eternity in your heart all of your answers will come from the inside out but you have to learn how to delve i mean how, how to how, how to how to dive into the deep recesses of your heart and scoop or to harness the answers that are already within you on the out without because every answer you need is in your heart already but the immature will always look for an outward sign the immature will need a fleece such as Gideon but this prophet was on a fast on a three-day fast 
And on the third day, you know, it's, it's something about the third day. On the third day, the Lord came to him and the Lord asked him, what are you doing? And he said, I'm fasting. And the Lord said, what are you fasting for? And he said, I'm fasting because uh, I'm trying to see, should I marry this 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 um, this girl? And the Lord asked him a question. The Lord said, okay. He said, do you love her? And he said, yes. He said, do, do, do uh, does she love you? And he said, yes. And he said, do you both love me? And he said, yes, we do. So he said, what are you fasting for? And he said, I don't know. He said, they said we need to fast. And the Lord started to laugh. And it's amazing how, how many critical decisions we won't make because we don't have a prophetic word. You want a prophetic word on if you should take the job or not. But you've been praying and asking the Lord for a better job. So if you ask the Lord for a better job and a promotion fell into your lap, I, I what's the issue? You know, but this is trust, because if you really are, are trusting the Lord, you, you you acknowledge God as the source. Because remember, promotion does not come from the east. Promotion does not come from the west, but promotion comes from above. If you have made a decision to trust the Lord, you actually see God as the source. When you when we say see God as the source, it means that you see God as the source of all blessing. You see God as the source of all favor. You see God as the source of all increase. You see God as a source of protection. You see God like there. there's no situation where you are not accredited to God because God has become your source. And, and this is trusting the Lord. So in Jeremiah 17, it says cursed is the man. So when we look at the word curse to be cursed means that you're empowered to fail. So if you're under a curse, it means there is a spiritual force against you to ensure that you fail. So you are cursed if you trust in people and if you trust in your own ability instead of trusting the Lord. Because the scriptures say that when I trust in people and when I trust in in, in my own ability, and I trust in what I can do for myself, my heart departs from the Lord. Any heart that departs from the Lord has become a proud heart. So never become haughty because when you think you can do it without God, you're going to fail. Why? Because God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Your experience of life and your experience of, of God will be based on the posture of your heart. If you are haughty, you'll be brought low. If you're lofty, you'll be a base. The Bible says, if you humble yourself, if I trust in the Lord, which is humility, I'll be exalted. But if I exalt myself or become prideful and trust in myself or other people, then the Bible says you'll be if, if you'll, you'll be brought low, abased. Right. So trust is the prerequisite for elevation. Trust is the prerequisite for prosperity. Trust is the prerequisite for acceleration. Pro trust is the prerequisite for elevation. Because in order to qualify to receive God's best, I must make God the source of my all. I must make God my, my source. So it says, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his arm and whose heart departs from the Lord. Now watch. Now listen what it says his experience will be. Because this is a lot of people's experience of life. It says, for he shall be like a heath in the desert. We have to ask ourselves. We think about a heath is like a shrub or a cactus. So your experience of life will be, you're like a shrub in the desert. 
and you will not see when good comes. You, you, anybody ever wonder why is everything going wrong for me? Why is nothing happening for me? Why is everything messed up? Could it be that God is not your source? Could it be that you trust in yourself? Could it be that you trust in what people can do for you? Could it be that you trust more in your education than you do the favor of God? Could it be that you trust more in the person who said they're going to help you get a job than God, God giving you employment? Could it be that your heart has departed from the Lord, that you believe that you could do a better job than God can of taking care of you? But it says you will not see when good comes. And then it says you will inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, which means the dry places. Where it's, it's never an oasis. It's never a place where you're visited with favor. Never a place where acceleration comes. Never a place where, where good things comes. And it says an assault land and not inhabited. Isolation, all these different things. Now watch. Look at the different experience of someone who trusts in the Lord. Verse 7, Jeremiah 17, 7. It says blessed. When you, when you think about a blessing, to be blessed, once again, there is a spiritual force that has empowered you to succeed. When you live under the blessing, nothing can stop you. As a matter of fact, to be blessed is so powerful. According to Psalms chapter 1, it says that whatever you do will prosper. You know, a lot of times, if you if you just want a quick nugget, Psalms 1, it says, Blessed in the man, blessed is the man who you know, delights in the law of the Lord day and night and meditates on the Lord. It tells us that if you're like that, whatever you do will prosper. And we talk about the Midas touch in order to have the Midas touch. You have to be a person who trusts in the Lord, who loves spiritual principles, who loves spiritual understanding and who loves engaging in a relationship with God. And you're told that whatever you do will prosper. But it says blessed, which means I'm lit. I'm living under a force where nothing can stop me. It means I've been empowered to succeed. As a matter of fact, the Bible says the blessing of the Lord make the rich and add no sorrow. When you are blessed by God, it means that the quality of your life is rich. It means that you know that there's something with you. And it means that everything that stands before you, like the Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? There is no obstacle that cannot be overcome if you're blessed. So it says empowered to succeed or blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. So once again, when I when I trust in the Lord, it means the Lord is my refuge. It means that I identify with the Lord. I identify in the Lord. It means I live inside of God. It means that God is the place I draw from. It means that God is completely my source. And it says, and whose hope the Lord is. If you're going to trust in the Lord, you also have to have hope. What is hope? Hope is a confident expectation that God will be good to you. Hope is a confident expectation that God will be good to you and that everything will work out in your favor. But you can only hope if you trust in the Lord and you have to have hope in something. The Bible says this. It says hope in God does not disappoint. Every disappointment in our lives, we can trace back to not having hope in God. But when you hope in God, it means that you have made you have a confident expectation that God is going to be good to you. 
and you have a confident expectation that everything will work out for your good because God is with you. Now, look at the experience of a person who trusts. If you trust the Lord, it says that you will be like a tree planted by the waters, which means that you're functioning from another realm, which is the kingdom. And you're drawing from another source, which is the kingdom. And Jesus told us that if you seek first the kingdom, which is another realm, a realm of functioning, a realm of functionality, a government. If you seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, his righteousness, all things you need will be added. So when you're trusting in the Lord, you're living from the kingdom. And now you're drawing or living from another source. So when you draw from the provision of the kingdom, you're like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. And it says that spreads out her roots by the river and shall not see when the heat comes, which means this. When you trust in the Lord, you're unaffected by circumstances. Does that mean circumstances don't come? Absolutely not. It tells you the heat will come, but you're living in another realm where you're not affected by it. It says, and her leaf shall be green and shall not be afraid in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. So we know that if you're affected by the economy, you're affected by a lot of things that's happening is because we're not trusting the Lord. But if you, whoever you make your source, you empower so if I make myself my, my source, I'm empowered by myself. But if I trust in the Lord, I'm empowered by him. And it says this. It says you shall not cease from yielding fruit. So I want to share my own story where the Lord started to deal with me about trusting in him. You know, uh, what happened recently was, you know, I started Ubering a little bit on the side and I had something to pay. And I was like, OK, I'm just going to Uber. And I'm going to Uber and use the money, you know, uh, use the money I Ubered to pay pay on this bill. So I Ubered for one week and I ended up making about $400 Uber in that week, 400 extra money. And that morning I woke up, you know, I was about to pay something. I went to sleep and woke up. And when I woke up, all the money that um, I was going to put toward a bill, it came out. <laughs> it came out on some other bills, but it was on some some flute kind of stuff. Because it wasn't supposed to come out on those days. So imagine waking up with four hundred dollars, you no, know, going to sleep with four hundred dollars and waking up and having about, you know, probably about seven, eight dollars. You talking about devastated. I was devastated and the Lord started to speak to me because there is a way of life that I've established with God over these years where I've made God my source. And all my friends can attest to this. There'll be times where I remember one time a couple years ago I had to go to court and I needed a thousand dollars. And, you know, I talked to the Lord about it and the Lord told me what to do. And, you know, I did what the Lord said. And within two hours, I got twenty five hundred dollars. But God was my source. And um, I remember I lost all this money and I was just I was in a whole nother frame of mind. I can't even lie. And the Lord started to speak to me. And the Lord, he, he rebuked me because the Lord showed me that I wasn't trusting in him, that I was trusting in myself. So when I realized that I wasn't trusting in the Lord. What ended up happening was, uh, you know, I repented. You know, I talked to you guys on the last cast on um, podcast about what repentance is. I repented and I shifted my mentality and I focused on the world of the kingdom. I focused on the realm of the kingdom. So right after doing this, you know, I was supposed to teach my school and I got a knock on my door. And I knock on my door. My brother ended up coming to my house unexpectedly. His phone died and, you know, his phone died or whatever. 
and I didn't understand, you know, why he was there because I was about to do my school, but his, his phone died, so he needed my charger. So we started talking, and I had told him, man, about, you know, I told him about, um, about how much money, you know, I was like, man, bro, I had, you know, the Lord had to tell me I was doing this wrong, da 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 And lo and behold, God basically set it up because it wasn't, I realized it wasn't 400 It was about, I had like $270. So um, I lost all that money, but my brother gave me the money um, gave me the exact amount of money that I that I had just lost, and what ended up happening was after trusting in the Lord, by the end of the night, I received twelve hundred and fifty dollars, and I ended up giving my brother most of the money back that he gave me. And when I paid, when I paid, I needed to pay. I still had about three hundred dollars left over, but that's because I was living from another source. And if we make the decision to trust in the Lord. We will see the supernatural. If we trust in the Lord, we will see tr supernatural promotion. We will see tr supernatural provision. We will see supernatural acceleration. We will see supernatural favor because we make the decision of trust in the Lord. But once again, the quality of your life will be determined by who you trust. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean out of your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he'll direct your path. I feel like this is very, very essential to real Christianity. Real Christianity is to make a decision to trust the Lord from the moment you become born from above until the rest of your life. And there will be situations where you'll be tempted to trust in yourself or get it on your own. But you must remember to shift your focus, shift your consciousness humble yourself be converted like a little child because if you're going to function from another realm the prerequisite to functioning in heaven is to be childlike if you're prideful you're arrogant selfish and self-dependent you will never be able to live from another realm but if you humble yourself and trust in the lord all of heaven will open up for you and you'll be able to engage and administer the full supply of heaven into your life. And there's nothing that you need that won't be provided because your heavenly father knows what things you have needed before you ask. But he wants your focus to be in on the other world, which is the kingdom. And that kingdom will attract that kingdom frequency that you're functioning from will attract everything that's already yours into your life. There won't be any lack. There won't be any. Um, there won't be any lack. There won't be any of the lower things that will stop you from maturation into sonship. But I want you to be encouraged, saints, and realize that if you trust in the Lord, everything about your life will change from here and forevermore. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to connect with me, you can follow me on social media, Darnell Craig on Facebook, um, Instagram, Darnell Craig. Also, if you if you enjoy the teaching and you want to sign up for my school or academia, um, go to my website, www.darnellcraig.com, and you can sign up for my school, my online school or academia. It's every Sunday night, 7 p.m. Central Time. Um, there's a monthly fee for more details. Go to my website, www.darnellcraig.com. And also, if this message blessed you and you just want to trade into the revelation or give to support the ministry and donate, um, give a donation, you can um, give on PayPal, Darnell Craig, Cash App, Darnell Craig, or just inbox me on Facebook Messenger, 
Um, if you have any questions or need prayer or anything, I hope this message blesses you and I hope this podcast episode changes your life.